Our Patreons preach prepping. I realized just how unprepared society really was if they were actually made to be reliant on themselves in an SHTF scenario. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Well, hello. This is going to be another great episode. We have Patreon supporters, and we hope you're one of them. And our Patreon folks have lots of interesting answers to the question we pose to them on the Patreon app. We ask, why did you start prepping? And there were so many good answers that we covered half of them in the previous episode. And now in this part two episode, we're going to read the other half of them. And Shelby and I give color commentary. And I can't stress enough how interesting it is to get the perspective of all these people, 65 of them in total in episodes one and two or parts one and two of this about why they started prepping. You'll find that there are reasons that match your reasons, and then there are reasons that you never thought of, and it's it's fascinating. It's just another great um, outlet for Patreons to go ahead and talk to us and get on the air. So speaking of the air, you know what travels through the air? That would be an electromagnetic pulse or a coronal mass ejection. I got to be honest, nuclear warfare and EMPs, I've been very candid about it. It's not what I consider to be a primary tier one threat to prepare for. But you know what? That's changing. Uh, We have Ukraine and we have the very real possibility. And I say possibility, not probability. We're not fear mongers here on Prepping 2.0. There's a very real possibility of some nuclear exchanges of some kind. And the Russians know, and the Chinese and North Koreans and Iranians know that the best way to take out America is to pop a nuke right above about Kansas City, about 150 miles up in the atmosphere. Um, And that would take out all of the electrical grid, except if you have an EMP shield product, you wire it into whatever it is, whatever circuits it is, like your house electrical system or your vehicle, your generator or maybe your ham radio station you wire it into it's very easy to do it's so easy glenn tate can do it that's that's how mechanically um unhandy you can be and still get away with this um and you you plug it into a a, a circuit and it is a, a really good surge protector three trillionths of a second it cuts off the electricity and that is quick enough to beat an emp pulse to the punch and the punch being destroying your electronics these things work they've been tested the government has bought a bunch of them which means they think they work and so i highly recommend emp shield you can find them on our website prepping2-o.com friends and affiliates page click on friends and affiliates it'll take you right to the list of all our very cool friends and affiliates we have so many of them we're very very blessed and click on the EMP Shield logo. Use the coupon code Prepping, prepping 2.0. 2, yeah. Prepping 2.0, and it will get you fifty dollars off per device. So we're very, very proud to be affiliated with EMP Shield. Well, we have some other business. Speaking of proud affiliations, we are so glad to be part of the Firearms Radio Network. It's a network of twenty-four shows, including Prepping 2.0. And its primary focus is guns, and it's it's a podcast. It's a network of podcasts, and you can find all out all about them at firearmsradio.net. And also, speaking of cool people and cool friends to be affiliated with, I wanted to give a shout-out to Amanda at Midwest Horizons Marketing Group. Her website is midwesthorizons.com. She is helping Prepping 2.0 with our SEO, which is Search Engine Optimization. And she runs a small company. She's one of us. She's a Patreon. Her and her husband are Patreons. And she runs a small company that does marketing, uh, social media, websites, SEO, that sort of stuff for small businesses. And she didn't ask me to mention her. I just did out of appreciation for her. Um, helping out the Prepping 2.0 network that we have here and getting some SEO going for us. So we're very, very glad to have Midwest Horizons Marketing Group as one of our friends. 
So other business I want to just highlight for you folks is the Picnic Palooza in Missoula. Sounds like fun. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. On July 30th of this coming summer, um, it's a Saturday at the Bella Vista Pavilion at Fort Missoula State Park. We're having an all-day picnic. Um, anyone in the Prepping 2.0 universe is invited. Um, if you're coming through Montana, Western Montana, for your summer vacation, on your way to one of the national parks, Yellowstone, any of those places, we would be honored if you included a stop along your way to join us for the Picnic Palooza in Missoula. This picnic is to celebrate life after COVID, specifically Glenn's life, who recovered uh, from being on the ventilator dangerously. 20% survival rate. I beat the odds. From COVID. But there's, we also realize as we've planned this out, there's many of you. We need to celebrate your survival. Exactly. And also to take a moment and remember so many that we have lost. So this is like a, a big deal to us. And we wanted to give this to you, our awesome and most faithful fans. And if you are a Patreon, keep listening over on the Patreon side. We have a special event, a second event just for you. You can come to both. You can come to one or the other, um, but you're welcome certainly to come to Picnic Clues in Missoula. If you could send me a quick email letting me know that you're coming, because I need to keep a head count for insurance purposes. And what would that email address be, Shelby? Shelby Gallagher, 321 at gmail.com. Just like the Zoom. Remember the Zoom show when you were kids? Yeah. Shelby Gallagher, 321. Anyway. I'm gonna zoom, 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 zoom. Okay. Prep, speaking of kids. Yes. Prepping for kids and prepping for teens. I'm having so much fun doing this. Um, over on the Patreon side, if you, uh, depending on your level of Patreon support, you get to open up your Patreon page and let your kids join me as I read through books that were instrumental to me and I think instrumental to so many of us growing up that we read. The one that I'm reading right now for prepping for kids, and this is for the young ones, the third, fourth grade or below, is a Little House in the Big Woods. Probably going to end up going through most of that series eventually. For prepping for teens, right now we're doing Island of the Blue Dolphins, and encourage you to just read, and you'll hear some of my color commentary on why I think some of these things that they talk about in these books are so important. I will be focusing on more of these classic-ish kind of books, not the current drivel that comes out of... No zombies eating your face off, nothing yeah, that's inappropriate for kids or teens. Captain Underpants and all that kind of silly yeah. stuff. That's just silly, and it's and there's not really a, a prepping message there. So encourage you to check it out. If you are listening to them, comment and let me know what you think over there on those posts. It would be great. But it's been a lot of fun, and encourage you to, to open those up and let your kids, the kids that you have in your life, watch and join along. Let's get into it. Well, our first question... Well, not yet. Okay. So let me explain to folks the Patreon process. So over on the Patreon side of our universe, you'll see that Glenn puts up posts like today, what got you started in prepping. And that's kind of one of the cool perks of being a Patreon is you get to come over there and really interact with us and honestly create show content for us. You get to be and input into how we do the show and, and ideas and get your point across and share with other preppers. To me, this isn't just the Glenn and Shelby show. This is the Prepping 2.0 universe, and we want to hear from you. So now you can get into it, Glenn. That's right. I wanted to mention real briefly that you can become a Patreon by going to prepping2-0.com and looking on the upper right corner for the big reddish-orangish button that says become a Patreon. And uh, for as little as $2 a month, you get all the access that Patreons get. And then for $5 and up a month, you get things like prepping for kids and yes. prepping for teens. It's a great, a great use of your money, to be quite honest. So our first uh, Patreon answer to the question, what got you started prepping, comes from William Felker. And he says, while I was in the Air Force, I was assigned as a flight mobility NCO. As I worked on projects to ensure the unit could move with all the necessary equipment, my eyes were open to the fact that I had no plan for my own family in the event of an emergency. Boy, isn't that telling? You know, you have to see what all is involved when you have to move things and you're, you're outside of your, your comfortable suburban world. And then it, it opens your eyes to how complicated and dependent all these steps are in making sure that you have stuff. Well, 
I think one of the threads that we're seeing throughout many of these comments, keep in mind, this is a part two because the comments were so numerous. Uh, there's so many people that have been in our military and, and had their eyes open as they realize preparedness and how needed it is. So that's kind of a cool feature. So the next person is Christian Evelia. Yes. I'm going to hope that I said that right. Um, this person says, the birth of my daughter got me prepping from minimalist to wife pissed at me and no room in garage. Uh-huh. <laughs> we know that. A few podcasts introduced me to Glenn in, the, in 299 days, and now my two kids are following in my footprints, footprints, my goodness, footsteps. More coffee for Shelby. So proud. So Christian, I, I, I hate to say it, but it sounds like the wife is no longer in the picture there, but um, good on you. Good on you for keeping your kids um, open and and keeping on going, even with resistance, possibly. And I cannot resist the the segue to saying, if you have two kids, Christian, you should definitely have your two kids um, watching Shelby Reed on video. It's not just audio. It's watching a read, and she does all kinds of interesting commentary um, prepping for kids. Uh, you would get a lot out of it in your kids. You say your kids are following in your footsteps, which is fantastic. There's no greater feeling hmm. than positively influencing your kids. And so keep it going with prepping for kids. Well, Roy W. says, one of my earliest memories is sitting on the porch with my mother and grandmother as they broke up green beans for canning. They never called it prepping. It was just living. I don't recall when I got started prepping. It just happened. I've always had a garden, even when I lived in the city. I live in the country now and have continued to develop my skills and resources. I'm not a 2.0 prepper yet, but the goal is in focus. Well, you know what? We we never are elitists on this show. We never say, oh, you have to be at a certain level. You have to be at the intermediate level, which is what prepping 2.0 is all about. It's that intermediate level. We not only like having prepping 1.0ers on board, we encourage it because you have to start somewhere. And we're never going to be the ones to say that you need a million dollar bunker and you need a bunch of machine guns and complicated radio equipment and you need to have a doctor on staff in your prepping group because, you know, perfection is the only standard. Not at all. Prepping 1.0 is where to start. And and I'll say this, if you're at the 1.0 level, you're miles ahead of 97% of the population. Well, and I want to add to what Roy said. So many of our Patreons have said something like that. They remember their their mother, their grandmother, their aunties doing this very thing, putting away food, canning. And, um, and you'll see this more in some of our other comments. I'm telling you right now, as we watch inflation do what it's doing oh, to yeah. food prices, this is where the human heart, the American human heart is going back to Hmm. My grandmother raised all of our food in her garden and grandpa raised a couple of cows and goats. Hmm. I think we need to go back there and get our money out of the grocery inflated dollar food supply and bring it back home. So I'm so glad that there's numerous amounts of the, of us adults, some kids out there for sure who remember that so that we can hearken back to those skills. So thank goodness for the grandmas and the mamas out there who put that in our hearts. One thing I wanted to mention is uh, we do video bonus shows for Patreons at the $5 and up level. And one of the topics on our video bonus shows is a video of me doing the KHNC radio show that I do every week. And Yesterday's topic was new preppers and and everything Shelby was saying about inflation, meaning that people just practical, reasonable people are are taking their their food security in their own hands, at least partially. That was one of the things we talked about on the topic of new preppers. And I made the point that there's no um, big formula here. There's no magic event that is making people prep. We're seeing new preppers coming out of the woodwork. And welcome. It reminds me a little bit of spring of 2020 with the TP preppers. Um, And obviously with conditions, inflation and Ukraine and all of that being what they are, people are figuring out that they cannot rely on the grocery store for $5 a pound hamburger. And that's if you get lucky and that's the 85% lean stuff. So welcome new preppers. Mm -hmm. And it just makes sense. And I will go ahead and read the next one, which is from Janet Wright. She says, I was raised in the upper Dakotas. 
I didn't realize, but we were very poor. We grew up canning, growing our own food and butchering our livestock. So it was, so it has always been a thing that I've done the same for my family. Prepping to some is truly living to us. Bingo. Well put. Point well made there. I think that's amazing. So here's, um, I'm going to go on a little aside here. Um, you and I have talked about over the last several years that we've been doing prepping 2.0, how we've had chickens. Mm-hmm. So here's a good example of shortages. And we, we know shortages are in every single layer of supply chain right now. So we're getting ready to get our, our chickens going, get some more chickens for our own to restart the flock that we mm-hmm. left behind in Western Washington. I went to order some. I don't, I, we are not set up to have chickens like next week. So my options were, were from a couple of mail order chick places. I could get them next and week. And that's not an international dating service, mail no, order chick services. Nope. I could get them like next week or I could get them in October. Well, wow. There's some supply chain issues yeah. there. I'm going to tell you this right now. Shelby is not up for raising baby chicks um, in the hard and cold of October in Western Montana. I'd rather do that in the summer. So I had to do some pretty deep digging and find some uh, different hatcheries that I... It, it, so it's really interesting how, going back to this post, the human heart is going back to we need to create our own food supply through chickens, through small livestock, through gardening. It's not just us. It's not just... Um, a few of our neighbors out there. This is becoming, and I'm so thankful that the American heart is of America is realizing we have to create our own food supply, if at the very least, supplying 50%. I think that's the best way to look at it. If you want to start doing your own food supply, you can't do 100%. You just can't. It's just too much, and you're going to get, you're going to get really hungry. And you're going to get really discouraged yes. because when you realize that that really cool solar rig for being completely off the grid is a hundred thousand dollars. You're going to say, well, geez, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to get $2 worth of water treatment pills. But I, I think for sure start at that. Let's see if we can get 25% of our food supply this summer. Next year we'll work on and, and increasing that every dollar you spend on your own food supply is not in the inflated dollar world. So that's just Shelby's guidance and ideas and thoughts on creating your own food supply. And we're going to see that more and more through this thread. So I'm going to take the next one. Yeah, This is from Jay Powell. Cool name. I'm sure that probably not on his birth certificate, his or her. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. And wow, here we go again. I grew up in the country where Mm -hmm. we had very little in terms of funds, but plenty of land and huge vegetable gardens and fruit trees. I had the privilege of living next to my depression era grandparents who were who were more well off after selling off acres of farmland for development, but still lived frugally with the motto of use it up, wear it out and make it do or do without. I learned how to grow, can and preserve food, sew my own clothes, raise and butcher rabbits, harvest heirloom seeds from the best plants and shoot straight. I went to college, became a, a home ec teacher and found myself teaching the lost arts to many students. I realized just how unprepared society really was if they were actually made to be reliant on themselves in an SHTF scenario. I began prepping then, using coupons to stock up good good for you. I stepped away from both teaching and prepping after many moves for my husband's job. But 2020 was a reminder that grocery shelves can and will go empty, ammo can and will be scarce, and people will have very little clue on how to take care of themselves without relying on the government to take care of them. Uh, parentheses, and I am not willing to trade my values for what the government wants in exchange. End of parentheses. Amen. Thanks to this show, I have now layered my prep, stocked upon barter items, and learned many techniques that continue to remind me that prepping is a part of my lifelong learning. Amen. Well put. I don't know if we can add to that. And, and again, this is just that ongoing thread. Those arts that we learned as kids from our, our mothers and our grandparents and our dads, that I think is going to carry us through the next several years. When I say us, I mean us as preppers. Go ahead. Yeah, she mentioned something. She says, thanks to this show, I have now layered my preps. I want to emphasize that point because it's something that is quite honestly a unique thing that I think Prepping 2.0 has brought to the prepping world, and that is the term layering. Now, it's not like we invented the idea. Preppers have been layering their preps, and by that, that means having some foods that are you know easy to prepare or already cooked 
and then some foods that require only a little bit of cooking, like oatmeal that just requires hot water, to foods that require lots of cooking, like maybe having wheat that you grind up and make into bread. But it's diversifying your preps. And it doesn't only apply to food. It applies to everything else. Food supply. Exactly. And so it's it's a, a term we've used about layering where you have some easy to eat food and some that's more expensive and then some um, harder to cook food that is less expensive. And and you have different things for different uses, because when you're going on patrol, when you're protecting your neighborhood, MREs are a really good thing to have. You're not going to stop and crush up wheat berries and bake some bread on the side of the road. And so we have, I think, invented the term layering. And we've talked about it in four episodes we've done, and there might be more on this topic coming. Hmm. What could that be? Hmm. And that is the food preps 2.0 episodes we did uh, in the past. You can look up the in the archives at prepping2-0.com. Just look at the show titles or do the search feature Absolutely. and look for them because we're very, very proud to have broken down a complicated concept into one word. And that one word has stuck with people. Like our Patreon, who just commented and said, I now have, I, I have now layered my preps. We're so a, happy that we're helping people and, and getting them down the right path. And this is a person that had a very much of a prepping background and how using the principle of layering added to their preps, which is wonderful. So do you want to take the next one? Sure, Glenn? I will. Zarial says, growing up with not a lot of money, we were always careful with our money and supplies. But when the 2008 collapse happened, it hurt our family even more, but we got through it. And I told myself I would never let something like that happen to me again. A combination of the Army and wonderful people like you and Shelby guided me in the right direction to travel my own prepping journey. So thank you for all that you guys do for us. Oh, my goodness. See, this is what we were talking about just earlier about the term layering. We are so honored to be helping so many people and to affect so many people. And I got to say, I have to comment just briefly on this part about never letting something like that happen again. That is something that is, is a common theme here. And if you care about your family, especially if you're a man and you realize that you need to provide for your family, you're not going to let bad things happen to your family. One of the ways to make that happen is to be prepared for bad times. It's only one of the ways you do that. You also, you're, you're careful with your money and you make good decisions and not everything is about the end of the world. There are good decisions you can make to provide for your family in peacetime, but you have to have a plan for when it is not peaceful. All right. So that's so great. And like what we talked about in the last show, 2008 was a big deal for a lot of people. But before we kind of wrap up this first segment, I want to give a shout out to some of our great sponsors. All coupon codes for them are listed on the friends and affiliates page of our website, which is prepping2-0.com. Go over there and check out Minutemen Coffee. Great coupon code there. Numana Foods, getting your freeze-dried foods going in your preps. My Kind CBD. Two great, awesome realtors, Jared Savick and Lizzie McDaniel. She'll help you out over there in Tennessee, a great red state. Jared is our Montana guy. If you're checking out Montana to move to, he'll help you out. Backwoods Home Magazine. Katie Armour, come and take it, Armour. Steel body plates for you. U.S. Law Shield. Check them out. Some great coupon codes over there for listeners of Prepping 2.0. Don't go away. We have so many more Patreon comments on on prepping and what got them started. We have so much more to talk about. Don't go away. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love new mana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO, Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. 
You are only as safe as your gear. Rely on Tac Niner Premium Tactical Survival Gear. Visit Tac Niner on Amazon. It's spelled T A C, the digit 9 E R. Tactical gloves, lights, poles, trenching, and more. See the full line. Visit Tac Niner on Amazon. Gear up and save money when you mention Glenn and Shelby. Use the code Tac Niner P20 at checkout and save 20% on tactical gloves. Tac Niner, premium, high performance survival gear that is built to last. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. <laughs> coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple-to-install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We're hearing from our great Patreon supporters over here at Prepping 2.0 who tell us why they started prepping. I think that's really important because we can all learn from that. But first, Glenn. I wanted to mention Tac Niner, who is one of our sponsors, and you can uh, get all the information about them at prepping2-0.com. Friends and affiliates, you can even get the coupon code, get 20% off your first order. Tac Niner has a lot of products, but the product I really want to focus on are their gloves because I think that cuts to the hand hands, plural, uh-huh. um, unless you cut your hand off, then you only have one. Oh, stop. Let's not go there. Yeah. Um, is going to be a big deal in a without rule of law, collapse, grid down situation. Your hands are going to be doing things that they don't normally do. You're going to be cutting firewood. You're going to be around axes and hatchets. You're going to be repairing vehicles. You're going to be, uh, you might be firing guns that get very hot. If you fire AKs, you know that you need a glove on your left hand because of where the gas port is. And so there are going to be way more threats to your hands, is my point. And the best way to protect from getting cut or burned, which then in turn becomes a really big deal when there isn't, Uh, an urgent care facility to go to or an ER and you can die of an infection to your hand you're going to be cutting vegetables that maybe you weren't cutting before because you you went through drive-throughs or whatever it may be your hands are going to be subject to greater threats in a collapse situation and the best defense against those threats are tac niner gloves so check them out tac niner go ahead and look them up 
Well, I also wanted to give our spotlight. We do every week a spotlight of one of the 24 shows on the Firearms Radio Network. And we go in alphabetical order because we don't play favorites because we know people would be devastated. The podcasters on Firearms Radio Network would be devastated if they thought we were preferring one show over another. There'd probably be there'd probably be fighting. There'd probably be throwing of food. It would be very, very ugly. So we believe in peace and we want harmony. So we don't play favorites. So next alphabetically on the list of shows is Black Diamond Guns and Gear. This is a show about guys guys talking about guns it reminds me of the gun dudes Shocking. which is high praise by the way the gun dudes were a fantastic show uh that, that shut down in the mid 20 teens um you'll like this the logo for black diamond guns and gear is the host's face faces kind of superimposed on a beavis and butthead logo so if you like beavis and butthead and guns you'll love black diamond guns and gear check them out on the firearms radio network page which is firearmsradio.net so now that y'all have beavis and butthead in your mind (laughs) (laughs) let's go to the next patreon question how do you segue that i don't know so from rochelle anderson she writes to us and says shelby and glenn your question what got you started on prepping offers me a chance to thank you a million times for providing a comprehensive blueprint on how to get smart quickly on prepping i live just outside minneapolis Minnesota ground zero for the George Floyd riots. It was a terrifying jolt into an alternate alternate reality. When my family was of four was breathing in smoke from our burning city, I went searching for answers, protection, or anything to help make sense of how to survive. I found Prepping 2.0. I've been a light prepper in a Girl Scout sort of way, but, but I knew I needed to up my game and fast. I started binging your podcast and using your top 100 things that disappear as my shopping list. My husband and I started frequenting our local American Legion post. We quickly met a retired police officer there and learned he was a certified conceal and carry instructor. We hosted a conceal and carry class in our home with my shopping list and my tribe. We were off to a strong start. I've had the luxury of peacetime to build our own plans, preps, build alliances and skills. We bought a second home cabin on a lake way out of town. Although many reasons keep us in Minnesota for the time being, we have security and options, skills and inventory, which were non-existent two years ago. Thank you for the education and I'll see you this summer in Missoula. God bless you and your journey. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry, Michelle. Well done Rochelle I'm I'm touched you can tell yes. by that the qui- quivering in my voice I I'm an emotional guy and when we have solid illustrations of how this show has helped people get prepared it it's means touching. a lot it's why yeah. we do it and so I just wanted to say you've done absolutely everything right you had your wake-up moment and it's never too late and you did what you needed to do I especially like the emphasis on security I think that's really important and getting a bug out location. Not everyone can do it, but if you can swing it, it's really, really important to do. And I just say, absolutely. Congratulations. You're doing it right. And we're very, very proud that prepping 2.0 could be a small part of getting you going. Here's the thing. Prepping 2.0 just introduces you to topics, gives you ideas and motivates you. But you know who does the actual work? It's you, the Mm -hmm. listener, the new prepper or the mid-level prepper, the one who is perfecting their preps. You're doing the work, you're spending the money, you're taking the time, and you're getting out of your comfort zone. Your comfort zone was in Minneapolis and maybe wasn't at this cabin that you have by a lake. When you get out of your, your comfort zone and you put the work in, you are exponentially improving the odds of you surviving what's coming and not just surviving. We often focus on that because living and dying is the highest stakes there are and it gets people's attention. But I want to emphasize something else and that's comfort. Mm. When there is a George Floyd riot situation times 10 on a nationwide scale and you are in your cabin by the lake, you're not only going to be alive, you're going to be far more comfortable. You're not going to be breathing smoke as you mentioned in your story. And terrified. And your kids won't have to see human beings at their absolute worst mm-hmm. and it's 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 comfort and that doesn't mean beanbag chairs and doritos it means having a comfortable reasonable lifestyle when everyone else 
is is desperate and crazy and looting and doing all kinds of stuff that has happened. You mentioned George, George Floyd riots and is going to happen on a larger scale in the very near future. Oh, so absolutely. congratulations. Thank you for taking the little bits of information we offer and the motivation and turning it into something really good for your family. That's what this is all about. Well, and if I can add to that, I mean, she encapsulated so much. For her, it all began two years ago with the George Floyd riots in Minneapolis. Also, what happened two years ago was COVID. The beginnings, I mean, we've just all celebrated about the two-year anniversary of when everything started locking down. We all remember the two weeks to flatten the curve, which turned into, you know, a roller coaster of curves. Uh, I would love to hear from if anyone wants any patrons out there want to go add to this. I think there's many people like her that COVID was what launched it um, and, and got people going for sure riots. And it wasn't just Minneapolis. It was Chicago, Baltimore. Oh my gosh. New York city, DC, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Portland, of course, Seattle. Did I hit Seattle? So there are a lot of people that felt that way. And I, it just like, like what Glenn just said, Makes us feel good that we were a part of you getting going. And man, you have done, Rochelle, you and your family have done a lot of work in two years. And we know it's exhausting. So good, Anya. And we can't wait to meet you this summer. Glenn, let's go on to the next person before we start blubbering again. That's right. Neil Smith, he says, I was in my early 20s. Y2K was approaching. Someone posted a book that was downloadable to a bulletin board I was a member of. The book was called The Gray 90s. Some of you may know it was rewritten and titled 000. It was later rewritten again and was titled Patriots. And that, of course, is a reference to the classic book, Patriots, by James Wesley Rawls, Mm. the book that started a genre. It was essentially the first prepper fiction novel that motivated people and showed them a glimpse into what the world looks like when there's no rule of law and the grid is busted up and everything's gone bananas. And it has it has had an effect on me. I I read it and it got me kicked me in the pants and got me going. Um, and it has spawned many many other series. There's 299 days which I wrote in a great state which Shelby wrote, and they're all different. I mean different scenarios, different characters, different writing style to be very honest. And so Patriots by James Wesley Rawls. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend you get a copy of it. There are a bunch of other uh, spinoffs in that series. Um, but it, it motivated people by showing them what the world would look like. I should say what the world will look like the future tense as in a certain sense, uh, a sense of certainty, I mean, and it showed people what the world will look like. And once you get a glimpse into it and it's so understandable and believable Mm -hmm. what that when stuff falls apart, it really falls apart and all the dangers that are present and then all the countermeasures you can take to make those dangers either be lessened or to go away. So good on you for reading Patriots. You might wonder why the authors of two book series would recommend people read another book series. And the answer is to get motivated, to get an idea of what's coming. And it's not a zero sum game. It's not like you're only going to buy one book series and it needs to be ours. Get yourself educated and fiction. We actually did an episode on this a while ago. Fiction prepper uh, novel series are a great way to get information about prepping, not just the hard facts that I always use this example, how many drops of bleach in a gallon of water. It's not just that. It's to get a sense of how human beings will react predictably, the predictable ways human beings will react when everything falls apart and we don't have this thin veneer of society that makes everything hunky-dory. So highly recommend that one of the things you do to prep, one of the uses of your time is to read or listen to audiobooks of prepper novel series, not just ours, but other ones, because oh, and, they're they're a good use of your time. And it adjusts your mindset for sure. And we have a whole show on that, like from a few years ago. So I'll go to our next person who sure. is Justice Kelly, and you're going to hear some running themes here with what he says. He says, I joined the collection of folks who grew up in an environment where we didn't know any better or differently. And it was only later in life that it became apparent that there was a word for it. There were definitely some times I look back on as a late 70s and early 80s kid and now realize that it was militia style meetups and prepping slash homesteading events we attended with the local family groups. 
Lots of old Kurt Saxon, Mel Tappan type books around, including all of Ayn Rand's, others like Lucifer's Hammer, Illuminatus Trilogy, and Boxes of Mother Earth. That never went away in the family, and by the time the mid-90s came around, it was my turn to really push down that path of self-reliance. I found a web document file, quote, the gray 90s and, quote, triple aught, and mailed $5 into some Rawls guy in California, then got a new book called Surviving the Coming Collapse. That definitely opened the door to business as folks got stupid over Y2K, in which I sold and installed lots of survival slash prepping type stuff in the log homes our family marketed and built. Wow. Yep. So you heard it growing up poor, not realizing it because you ate well. Two, uh, Y2K made people act really stupidly, but but they prepped. I mean, you get it. And it was a flash in the pan kind of lots of good books that kept him going. Good literature on prepping. Uh, James Wesley Rawls is a mixed in there. I mean, he's the running. He count, count about four or five of our running themes here. Exactly. All balled up in one guy. And so we love we love the Patreon answers to these questions. See what I mean? I wasn't kidding when I said every single one of these is interesting. Well, Angela AM7 says when Ferguson happened. I think the nation in my own lifetime suffered a a manic break where once there was your standard we agree to disagree style of division, a schism occurred, and when the dust settled, the I am right and you are wrong style of division took hold. Ferguson occurred in August 2014. Shortly thereafter, I began what prepping I could, seeking out ways to be self-sufficient and learn skills I may need in case the community around me entered into chaos seemed like the most logical thing to do. And it gave me comfort, but my prepping and learning was haphazard and I was grasping at all sorts of extremes. In fact, I suddenly felt a desperate need to learn how to make cheese at home. Really? Cheese? I'm facing a reality that protests and riots are going to disrupt my community uh, routine and threaten me and my family's safety. And I thought it was best for me to learn to make cheese. I realized the chaos was getting to me and I seriously contemplated seeking a therapist to help me deal with my highlighted or my heightened anxiety. But then, and I don't recall how, I found the 299 Days book series. In December 2014, I bought the first audio book, and by March 2015, I completed the last of the 10 book series. The relief that washed over me by listening to the book gave me peace and patience and kept panic at bay. I understood that the logic and desire to begin my preps was my common sense rising to the surface. And the book series helped me focus on making prep practical prepping choices. Sorry, Shelby, I only finished your A Great State series last year, but I will tell you it helped me get over one of my hurdles and it got me to finally actually sign up and take a firearm safety class. You have no idea how much you've just honored me and Shelby yes. with this with this answer to your question. I mean, it's incredible. So one thing I want to add to that, um, Ferguson, I, it's a memory in our past at this point, I realize it, but go look up some of the crazy, crazy riots. And if you lived anywhere near that, it was terrifying. It was much like the George Floyd riots last summer or two years ago in uh, Minneapolis. It was destructive. It was chaotic. It was anarchy. It was smoke in the air. It was violence. And I want to acknowledge that if you were at ground zero and saw and were near any of that, give yourself some way to to process what you saw because it's violence it's pure violence and there might be some ptsd sort of uh effects from that it's traumatizing to watch people do evil things and to see evil done to humans so give yourself a break on that and give yourself some grace on that and and use it to be the impetus that gets you to prep practically i see her response i believe this is a her yeah very much like Rochelle's earlier, yeah. who witnessed the Minneapolis. You're, those will that will leave scars on you, and but hopefully those scars will be the impetus you need. I I take two things away from this: the divide and cheese. And I'll start with the divide. <laughs> um, you're so correct that Ferguson was one of the first times we saw the breakdown of the agree to disagree, the polite American culture of political disagreement that we had, where we might. Um, we might 
the the focus of our disagreements might be voting for Republicans or Democrats, but we still respected each other, and and that is totally gone. Oh, the, those days are gone. The divide in this country, everybody knows it. You feel it. It's one of the biggest threats we have. One of the best reasons to prep is the undeniable divide in this country and the intolerance. And I don't say the intolerance on both sides. I don't see conservatives being intolerant on these sorts of things. We we put up memes about how we'd rather not live in Portland. If that's your idea of intolerance, then what do you say to the left that that literally say that people like us need to be put in internment camps? Yep. And eliminated. And that is no exaggeration. It's obviously a small percentage of the left that says and thinks that. I, I grant you that. But the intolerance uh, uh, scale is quite heavily tipped in favor of the left. So you're so right about the divide. And cheese, you bring up with humor. I mean, it's based oh, on yeah. a true story. And you're laughing at yourself, too, as you, as you write Which this. is always good. Yes. Self-deprecating humor. Uh, there's a funny line about self-deprecating humor in the 299 Days books that I won't say on the radio because it's not exactly radio fair. It's not fair. appropriate. Not appropriate. But... There's something about the human mind, and this this affects a subset of preppers, um, something in the human mind that is soothing with focusing on one very particular prep thing to do. I always use the example, and I'm going to offend a small segment of the audience. I apologize in advance. I, I always use the example of beekeeping. There are actually people out there who think that beekeeping is the key to surviving a without rule of law situation. And I've said things like, oh, so when that gang comes through your neighborhood, um, they'll, they'll enjoy a delicious pot of honey at your expense and they'll kill you, but at least you had honey. And, and so that's something to avoid and something we talk about a little bit on this show, even though for whatever little niche topic it is like beekeeping or making cheese, we, we know that we're offending little teeny segments of our population, but we think it's important for you guys to get jolted. Those of you that suffer from this myopia on particular things, we think it's important to jolt you out of that. And by the way, guys, a lot of us suffer from the myopia of thinking that having a bunch of guns is the key to all of this. Guns are very important, but it is not the only thing you need to do. One of the important it's points. one of the layers. One of, exactly right. One of the important t- points that we make here in Prepping 2.0 is that you have to simultaneously be good at quite a few topics. You need to know first aid. You need to have a way of producing and preserving your own food. You need to have a way to protect yourself. You need to have a way to heat your home or conceivably cool your home. You need to have... Uh, a network of people, and if possible, you need to have communications. And above all, you need to have water, which is the most forgotten and fundamental prep there is. And you you can't be a one-trick pony. You have to have a little bit of skill in all these topics. And the good news is that it's never been easier to have a little bit of knowledge of all these different skills because you've got YouTube, You've got oh gosh, yes. prepping 2.0. I mean, a lot of the shows we do are on on topics where we focus on something and we give you the beginning information you need to at least realize the importance of the topic, whether that is an episode we did on the different jobs that must be done at a bug out location. I remember there were 15 of them. And a lot of these were things that you probably never thought of before. Like there needs to be a sanitation person who takes care of the garbage and the human waste, right? Things like that. So we... We give you the resources, and there's tons of other resources out there. It's never been easier to get the full picture of prepping than it is now with the technology we have. So don't get don't get too focused on making cheese or or raising bees. And right. Yeah, and it's all about to me. The answer to that is thinking layers. Yes, bees, depending on where you live, can be very beneficial to your preps, but it can't be the end all. At all. So I'm going to read the next one. We have about five minutes left. And of course, we're going to take this into the after show. R.A. or Ra Gummer says, I started prepping after listening to the Survival Podcast. Listening to Jack Spirico on his daily drive to work got me to get my act together. So, yeah, that's I, I would I give Jack Spirico a lot of credit. He launched a lot of preppers. Gosh, what is it? Fifteen Years ago oh, it now? Was, it was about 2008. I remember, yeah. and I was one of the early adopters of the Survival Podcast, and I, I talk about it in 299 yep. Days. The character, Grant Matson, who's really me, talks about listening to this crazy guy 
driving. He would do the podcast while he was driving in Dallas traffic, and he'd be talking about um, something like, um, oh, I don't know, uh, hydroponics. And then he'd say, "Stupid idiot!" And he would someone would cut him off. It was it was really entertaining, and it nice. was a lot of raw energy and, and passion. He's, and he still has a podcast today. So absolutely, yeah, yeah, quite a successful one. So so we're gonna try and squeeze one more in. Go for it, Glenn. John Lunt says, "I started prepping fairly recently during the Obama years. I became convinced we were in the last days, and I don't believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. So I became a prepper. <laughs> Watching what the federal government did during the Trump administration showed me how corrupt." our government had become and watching the media and politicians calling evil good and good evil sealed it. I decided I was going to prepare to help as many people as I can when it all starts falling apart. I may not survive it due to certain health issues like insulin dependency, but I want to leave food, ammo, radios, gold, and silver for others who have a better chance. Um, I am tired. I am tired. A uh, little bit of a typo. So thank you, Shelby. I am tired of believers saying we don't need to prepare because we won't be there or God will provide. God can do that. And I do believe in miracles, but God also used prepping. God used Joseph to save Egypt. By the way, more people outside of their system and less control they have. Wow. Yes. Um, the topic of we've covered this in shows, too. I remember it was a show with uh, John Jacob Schmidt and Lady Liberty. We talked about the most important prep being um, a, a, a spiritual preparation. Um, I'll leave it at that. This is not a religious show, even though Shelby and I are, are proudly Christian and we will never, ever back away from that. But um, this idea that God will provide so I don't need to prep, show me the evidence, speaking as a lawyer, show me the evidence in the Bible where God rewarded people who sat on their ass and didn't do anything. Uh, zero. You're going to come up with zero examples. Yet when God helped people in bad times, it was often, not always, it was often because he told them to prepare and they listened to him. God is telling you through current events to prepare. You ought to listen to him. Absolutely. And folks, we have so many more prep, uh, Patreon prepping comments to carry on into the after show. And that will be our after show today, as well as we will be telling you about you who are Patreons about the Patreon event coming up uh, later this summer. Uh, so I um, want to make sure you know to check out that. Also, two folks. I'm just looking at my clock here. What else am I missing here? I feel like I'm missing something before I wrap this up here. No, I don't think so. Awesome. I'm just looking. So, folks, um, just a reminder, the Picnic Palooza in Missoula, please feel free to email me and let me know if you're coming. It would be helpful again. You can email me at shelbygallagher321 at gmail.com. Also, check out our website for awesome and most helpful and supportive sponsors. I think they're the best in the business for what they do at prepping2-0.com. Great coupon codes over there. I wanted to say something that Shelby and I very rarely say, and that is it would be worth your time and money to buy our books. Is yes. that self-serving? No, not at all. I guess I guess we make a little bit of money on royalties, but it's a lot less than you'd think. We have had so many Patreon comments today that talk about 299 days in a great state really sealing the deal when it comes to prepping, not only the knowledge they gain, but the motivation and the presentment of the scenario of what it's like when there's no rule of law. It is worth your time. It is worth your money. And we wrote these books to help people and we want to help you. So you need to read the books or listen to the audiobooks. So from Benjamin Franklin, folks, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.